Hello, I'm Sean McGahey, host of the Catholic New Media Roundup at CatholicRoundup.com. You're listening to the Catholic Foodie, Jeff Young at CatholicFoodie.com. This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie from CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to a special Epiphany episode of the Catholic Foodie. I want to give a, a big thank you to Sean uh, McGehee for putting together the Advent and Christmas calendar this year. This year. And uh, this has been a, a real treat. It's been a, uh, an inspiration to me uh, personally, and I hope that you have gotten a lot, of, lot out of that calendar as well. Well, today we're going to have just a short meditation on the Epiphany. There are so many things that could be said about the Epiphany, so many aspects or uh, uh, elements of that of that celebration, of that uh, big feast day that we could talk about, but I want to focus on just one, one element, and uh, that is the universal salvation, that Jesus came to save all people. And I'm sure that uh, you all remember the story of the Epiphany, the three wise men coming from the east, following a star. Being uh, wise men and apparently people who studied the the heavens, uh, they saw that star, this new star that appeared, and and apparently understood that that meant that the new king was going to be born. And so, let that music die there. Well, good. I am uh, recording this actually on the Feast of the Epiphany on uh, January 4th, and if you, you probably know this, but uh, the, the real feast day is actually January 6th, as the 12th day after Christmas, uh, but the church in her wisdom, uh, in order for more people to celebrate uh, these big feasts and there are other feasts like this, not just Epiphany, uh, they will move that the celebration, the liturgical celebration of the feast, to the closest Sunday. So today, in the United States, we celebrate the Feast of the Epiphany. Uh, you will not hear this until Monday the 5th. Uh, but anyway, so on to the Epiphany. Uh, you know the story, and I just kind of gave you a little recap there. But, and there's so many different things that we could say about the Epiphany, but the one thing that I want to focus on in this short meditation is uh, the fact that Jesus came to save all people. Um, it, it's very significant that out of all those who were given the message, uh, told about the birth of, of Christ, you had the shepherds who were Jewish, right? You had the, the shepherds that the angel appeared to and told them about uh, the, you know, the Savior has been born. And then you have these wise men from the East, and these guys weren't told directly that the Savior was being born. They weren't told directly that the, the king of, of all nations was being born. They only witnessed this, or, were, or were, uh, this whole revelation was communicated to them through a star. And these are people who uh, studied the heavens, apparently. Uh, we don't know a whole lot about them, but we do know in some translations, I think, uh, of the Bible, it actually, uh, the word translates as astronom- astrologers, I believe, um, so the people who knew the stars, and that is the means through which God communicated to them this revelation of the birth of Jesus through a star. And so they follow this new star all the way to Bethlehem. And it's very significant because not only at the birth of Christ do you have Jews who were there. This is the chosen people. Not only do you have them there to worship 
uh, the Savior, and these are very poor shepherds who are there to worship the Savior, but you also have these uh, which traditionally have been seen as wealthy, as kings, although Scripture doesn't call them kings, these three kings coming from the east who are not Jewish, they're Gentiles, and they come almost as representatives of all the Gentiles, of all the nations, to, to worship the new king, the king. Uh, so it's a very powerful message. And as a matter of fact, as a, as a source for this meditation, I'm going to look at the Liturgy of the Hours for this feast day. And in the Office of Readings, there are two things I'd like to share with you. First is a psalm, which is actually the psalm that the Church uses for the response in today's liturgy, in the, in the, in the Mass, for the Feast of the Epiphany. Uh, it's also used here in the Office of Readings. And also there is a uh, reflection, and I just want to share part of this reflection with you, it's also in the Office of Readings, and it is from a sermon by St. Leo the Great, St. Pope Leo the Great, and I will uh, share that with you in a minute. First of all, I want to look at this psalm. If you've heard the readings at Mass today, on this feast day, you have heard about um, Isaiah's prophecy of all the nations, right, that Jesus is the Messiah, or that, that God will send the Messiah for all the nations, and you can see very, and how the, the, the Gentiles will come and do homage to uh, the Messiah. So you would have heard that in the Mass uh, today. Uh, that's from Isaiah. And you also would have heard this responsorial psalm, which uh, it goes like this. I will. Um, uh, the antiphon for the psalm is, From Tarshish and from the islands, kings have come to offer gifts to the Lord our King. This is Psalm 72. O God, give judgment to the king, to a king's son your justice, that he may judge your people in justice and your poor in right judgment. May the mountains bring forth peace for the people and the hills justice. May he defend the poor of the people and save the children of the needy and crush the oppressor. He shall endure like the sun and the moon from age to age. He shall descend like rain on the meadow like raindrops on the earth. In his days justice shall flourish in peace till the moon fails. He shall rule from the sea to sea and from the great river to earth's bounds. Before him his enemies shall fall. His foes lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and the sea coasts shall pay him tribute. The kings of Sheba and Seba shall bring him gifts. Before him all kings shall fall prostrate. All nations shall serve him. For he shall save the poor when they cry and the needy who are helpless. He will have pity on the weak and save the lives of the poor. From oppression he will rescue their lives. To him their blood is dear. Long may he live. May the gold of Sheba be given him. They shall pray for him without ceasing and bless him all the day. May corn be abundant in the land to the peaks of the mountains May its fruit rustle like Lebanon. May men flourish in the cities like grass on the earth. May his name be blessed forever and endure like the sun. Every tribe shall be blessed in him. All nations bless his name. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who alone works wonders. Ever blessed his glorious name. Let his glory fill the earth. Amen, amen. So what an awesome psalm this is. What a beautiful psalm. And to see 
are to realize that this psalm was written so long ago, and yet you see it perfectly fulfilled in this whole episode of the Epiphany. This, this is like uh, a prophecy coming true. You can see it right before your very eyes. And this is what Pope St. Leo, or St. Pope Leo, I don't know which way that goes. <laughs> it's Pope St. Leo? I think that's it. Pope St. Leo the Great. He writes this. This is the day that David prophesied in the Psalms when he said, All the nations that you have brought into being will come and fall down in adoration in your presence, Lord, and glorify your name. Again, the Lord has made known his salvation. In the sight of the nations he has revealed his justice. This came to be fulfilled, as we know, from the time when the star beckoned the three wise men out of their distant country and led them to recognize and adore the King of heaven and earth. The obedience of the star calls us to imitate its humble service, to be servants, as best we can, of the grace that invites all men to find Christ. Dear friends, you must have the same zeal to be of help to one another. Then in the kingdom of God, to which faith and good works are the way, you will shine as children of the light through our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with God the Father and the Holy Spirit forever and ever Amen. So that is what uh, Pope St. Leo the Great had to say in one of his sermons on the Epiphany, and it just highlights for us the fact that Jesus has come to set us all free. He is the Messiah for all people, not just the Jews, not just Catholics, but he has come to save everybody. Uh, He is the king of all kings, the king of all nations, and we are so thankful to God for this great gift, the, the gift of of the kingship of Jesus Christ. Down here in Louisiana, there's another aspect of the Epiphany that uh, I know is present, the same sort of thing is present in many different places around the world, uh, but it may or may not be present in uh, your own town, Uh, and that is the celebration of Twelfth Night, Uh, the the Feast of Epiphany, the Twelfth Night of Christmas, is the beginning of a, at least in New Orleans and the South Louisiana area, it's it's the beginning of of a season of revelry. Uh, in preparation for Lent. And uh, that's right, in, in New Orleans we call it Mardi Gras. And uh, it's this year I think Mardi Gras is on the 24th of February. Uh, so we have about a month and a half basically of uh, preparation uh, for Lent. And it, it's, it's not all just, um, how do I put this? It's not all just uh, bad stuff. Right. Uh, I know that nowadays if you uh, watch television or uh, see the news or whatever about Mardi Gras, you hear the word that's spread around. Mardi Gras in New Orleans tends to be um, kind of commercialized in a way, just like Christmas is around, you know, in the United States. Uh, king cakes traditionally is one of the big things with, um, with Mardi Gras. And a king cake is not actually named for... Uh, the Three Kings is it, sort of named for that Twelfth Night, that night of revelry where 
at, at a celebration, a big party, what would happen is uh, uh, there was a huge cake, and, and it, the king of Mardi Gras had already been chosen. So the way that they would choose the court and the queen would be at this at this big ball, this big party, and they would have a cake, and in the cake, it would be uh, uh, not a real cake, by the way, uh, but there would basically be drawers, and they would pull a drawer from the top of this fake cake, and there'd be trinkets in there, gold and silver trinkets. And, of course, the gold trinket, whoever got that, whichever woman got that one, she would be the queen. And then the uh, the, the silver trinkets, they would all uh, become uh, part of the court. Anyway, there's a lot of history, a lot of detail to that, and I, I really don't want to go into that uh, today. I just am trying to give you a sort of an idea or an overview of what happens here in New Orleans. And so the king cake, eventually that tradition stuck, and uh, what we'll do is, is starting tonight, you'll start to have uh, king cakes um, at parties or at uh, at the office or at school, and used to be, back in the old days, you know, you'd have a king cake at, at people's homes in a neighborhood. But since we very rarely know our neighbors nowadays, uh, at least not the way we used to, uh, those kind of things, I guess, are, are rare. Anyway, um, in the king cake, if, if any of you have heard about this, there is a baby, a small plastic baby that's in this cake. And the cake is a kind of a, an oval-shaped or round-shaped cake. And I'm going to spell, explain more about this tradition and the ingredients to the cake and, and how it's made and where you can get some really good ones. All that kind of information I'm going to share with you in Episode 6 of The Catholic Foodie. But just for today, I want to let you know that uh, they take this plastic baby, they put it into the king cake, and whoever gets the baby will have to provide the next king cake for the next gathering. So that is just one simple tradition that takes place in Mardi Gras uh, between now and, uh, and and Mardi Gras Day, from the Epiphany to Mardi Gras Day, which uh, Mardi Gras is French, and it stands for uh, Fat Tuesday. And it's interesting because they called it Fast Fat Tuesday because everybody wanted to eat all the food and the meat and everything that they couldn't have during Lent before Lent started. And Lent starts on Ash Wednesday, so everybody ate a lot on Fat Tuesday. And, of course, today it is it's kind of a commercialized uh, thing, lots of parties, and a lot of, a lot of bad things happen uh, around Mardi Gras time. But there's a lot of good things that happen, too, a lot of good family fun parades and uh, celebrations like with king cake and whatnot. So we have the Feast of the Epiphany, which in my area of the world is also the start of, uh, I guess, a season of, of preparation, a season of Preparation for Mardi Gras, a season of revelry, I guess. And uh, you can hear more about this and many other things in Episode 6 of The Catholic Foodie. If you uh, have any thoughts about uh, Mardi Gras or the Epiphany or King Cakes, uh, please let me know. You can contact me in the voice feedback line at 985-635-4974. That's 985-635-4974. 4974, or you can send me an email to catholicfoodie at gmail.com. I will have links on the, uh, on the website at catholicfoodie.com where food meets faith. Bon appetit!